0: so i know in my last podcast i just put out my uh, my the suicide squad review i said that it probably would be a while before i talk about spoilers for it or and or and things like that but um i might go into spoilers in this i might not but i'm just gonna throw that out there if you haven't watched the new Suicide Suicide Squad movie yet uh, and you don't want anything spoiled, then I would just say proceed forward with caution. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way to use spoilers if I don't feel I have to, but if I want to bring something up, then I will. Um, But this podcast is going to be talking about Suicide Squad directed by David Ayer kind of, versus The Suicide Squad from 2021, directed by James Gunn. Um, because there's a lot that I want to say, and I think it's important, and I hope that other reviewers and creatives will come out and make similar things. Because, look, I am 100% on team release the air cut of Suicide Squad. Um... To me, both Suicide Squad movies act as, as perfect representations of both ends of the spectrum when it comes to Warner Brothers. You have The Suicide Squad, which is you have a creative in James Gunn, and you have a studio like Warner Brothers, and you give that person free reign to make the movie completely their own. You don't, you, don't, you, you, you don't hold anything back you know, you, you, you don't hold them back at all and you just let them make their movie, you know versus uh, so the older Suicide Squad movie actually, when did Suicide Squad come out? because I forget the year let me look this up really quick um, 2016 so then you have 2016 Suicide Squad which is completely the opposite not only is there a ton of studio interference, but interference to the degree where the director himself can't even find where his vision begins and the bastardization stops and that's when you have a problem and it's it's really blatantly obvious, you know for those of you that that might not have read it, you know air released it and, and 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 you know a lot of people are sort of upset that he did this, but in in short, in the grand scheme of things, I think it maybe was a little bit unneeded, but you know, I'm sure he probably felt like he had to get ahead of whatever hate would be thrown his way for his suicide squad movie. And he released the, released this three or four page essay, basically talking about his life and his journey in filmmaking and how he puts himself into his movies. But then, and part of it, he also goes into Suicide Squad, and he pretty much says that there isn't a single pop song in his version of Suicide Squad, and it there, there's no you know jittery jump jump cutting. Like there is, you know, in and Suicide Squad, you know the the version that we got, there isn't, um, you know, that his movie is completely score, and I forget what composer he said did the score, but it's it's all done by this one person brilliantly. That it's a lot more dramatic, and um, and the third act is completely different and a lot more satisfying for the story. And you just completely get this sensation. And I I know I use this word a lot when it comes to situations like this. But it really just seems like Warner Brothers really did bastardize the film at hand. And I don't know why. Again, David Ayer is a creative that you get on a project akin to James Gunn or Christopher Nolan or Ryan Johnson. They have their style. You should know what you're getting into when you go into it. You don't ask a person like that to do a project for you, or bring them on to do a project for you, if you're not, if you don't understand where it's gonna go. And so that's why I am I am firm, a, a firm firm person in line with the whole release the air cut. Now, do I think we'll actually ever get to see his version of the movie? Probably not. Unfortunately, I think. Order Brothers is uh I don't know if this sums it up the best, but I all I the the phrasing, you know, don't ask, don't tell, sort of comes to mind or something like that. They're like, look, it happened, it's in the past, we're not gonna address that. You know, obviously we know there was a lot of push and shove even when it came to the Snyder cut. Um, if it wasn't for a producer, I think it was, who was now fired, if it wasn't for them greenlighting the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut wouldn't even happen. happened. The Snyder Cut was an accident in and of itself. And so I think it would take someone else putting their job in jeopardy um for us to get the air cut in a similar way otherwise we're, we're never going to get it. Um because Warner Brothers is a studio that doesn't want to talk about their wrongdoings. They don't care about making things right. Um and look, and, and I will say, from a studio point of view or a company's point of view, I think you do have to be careful with that to a point, because, like, look, you know, if you start fixing wrongdoings with Suicide Squad and Justice League and a lot of these duo films will watch to keep other creatives from coming out of the woodwork, saying, like, well, well, what about my movie from 2005 or my movie from 1989, like... Like, you bastardized my film too, Warner Brothers. How about fixing my film? And so I understand from their point of view, it might put them in a rocky spot. But I do feel like different from movies in the past in the way that the studio system worked in history. There, There is a lot of extenuated circumstances when it came to Justice League and, and, and the Suicide Squad, which is why I think AIR... 100% deserves to have his version of the movie released. Whether it'll actually have ever happen or not, I don't know. But, but when watching The Suicide Squad from 2021... Let me tell you, like... From start to finish, there's a clear vision to this movie. It all makes sense, even in its absurdity. Basically, I'm saying, even when it doesn't make sense... It still makes sense as a film... Because you understand the mind where it comes from. And even though something might happen that takes you aback, you're willing to go along for the ride because you understand the movie's not over yet. The difference is with the air cut, like, you know, obviously this is not any new news, and this is this is stuff that's already come out, like, since the movie was released, but they literally got a music video editing studio to edit the movie for Suicide Squad. What the fuck you know and that's nothing against you know people who, who make music videos like there's there's a skill to that I mean, there's, there's there's a need for that you know I love a good music video for a song and an artist that I like but you can't edit a movie in the same way the only way that I can say that ever working for a movie is if you're going for a really stylized like Moulin Rouge-ish type musical movie or like across the universe then maybe you can get away with some of the things they did with Suicide Squad and that's even a maybe I'm not even willing to say that 100% but for a movie like Suicide Squad you knew we were going to be in from a bumpy ride from the fucking second the movie started because it doesn't start in an organic or meaningful or purposeful way at all you know, and you just jump come from character. We're introducing Deadshot. We're introducing Harley. We're introducing this character. We're introducing that character. And it's like, instead of introducing these characters organically, one of the things I loved about the Suicide Squad was it spit the face in the beginning of the original Suicide Squad movie. Because, look, you have a bunch of characters that you're introducing first in this movie. I don't know half of these characters that are in this movie But, you know, James Gunn didn't feel the need to take a second like, hey, let's introduce this person. Let's introduce this person. Let's introduce this person. No, you got introductions to the characters, but you didn't have to pause the movie to be like, oh, this is where this character comes from. Oh, you want to know more about this person? Here you go. Here's a little bit more on them. No, as you, you know, here's, here's a little bit of a spoiler. Basically, the way we learn about the characters is you open up in the prison and Amanda Waller is walking through and she tells you about the characters. Hey, this is King Shark, blah, 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 blah. Hey, this is Weasel, blah, 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 blah. That's how you learn about the characters. It's organic. It makes sense for the story that is being told. You don't have to pause the storytelling to introduce us to the characters. Let it happen organically one of the big problems with the 2016 Suicide Squad is they tried to give Captain Boomerang Deadshot, Harley Quinn and probably a few other characters too, Rick Flag they tried to give them all main character status and so but you just can't do that at most you can give two or three characters you know that main main character you know, zhuzh if you will you know they should have focused on Harley. They should have focused on Deadshot, and and as a backseat, they should have focused on Rick Flag. But trying to focus on every single member of the Suicide Squad in the 2016 version and give them their day in the light is what fucking killed that movie. You can't do that. There is no way to do that. And look, you know that's not to say that in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad from this year, that. There aren't characters that I wish we got a little bit more of 100% especially at the beginning when you see what James Gunn chooses to do. I am very shocked that he decides to do some of the things he did but it's ballsy and it works and it just makes me that much more frustrated that we didn't have that the first go around you know when you have Leto blatantly coming out and saying that is not my Joker more than half of what I did for this movie is left on the cutting room floor. That makes somebody like me go, well, what, what the hell did he do? You know, like, I want to see that, you know? You know, when you have air coming out saying, none of those poppy songs were in my cut of the movie. Well, that changes things completely. If you've seen Suicide Squad from 2016, Because it's nothing but pop song after pop song after pop song. It it is nothing but one giant music video montage, basically. It's... And again, like, I know I'm coming down hard on the 2016 Suicide Squad, but it's just because I can tell that there's a better movie underneath. And I'm so glad that Air came out and did voice and say that, yeah, there's a completely different movie here that you guys haven't seen. And I love that he came out and say that because now I don't feel stupid because people would call me crazy when I came out saying, yeah, you know, this movie's garbage, but I see the elements of something really special here. Um, and so I love that fans like me are vindicated of that. But that doesn't take away from the garbage nature of Suicide Squad. And look, I think, look... Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation aside when it comes to Aquaman you know, when it comes to Shazam 2, when it comes to Aquaman 2, when it comes to future DC movies that are based in the cinematic universe if Warner Brothers wants me as a fan to get on board with what they're doing moving forward one way to completely get me on board is to release the Erica of the original Suicide Squad um. 100% you know uh, make things right you know and look you know Patty jackson Jenkins hasn't come out and said really anything about Wonder Woman 84 I don't know if that's because she had studio interference on her movie as well or if that really is just her vision because I will throw this in there and say this I see a potential good movie in, in Wonder Woman 84 too it makes me wonder if there was Studio interference on in that as well. There are elements of 84 that I really enjoyed. But the vast majority of it is complete dog shit. It was boring. It was... It was... It was bad. You know? And this is the only time you're gonna hear this come out of my mouth. I felt like... George Lucas wanted to do a similar thing with Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull and he did a better job at emulating what he was trying to do with Indiana Jones than what they were trying to do with Wonder Woman 84. I don't know who thought it would be a good idea to try to make an 80s-style superhero movie in the modern era. It's fucking stupid. I don't know whether that was Warner Brothers or Patty Jenkins, but bad idea. Movie didn't work. Um, and I don't want to give the I don't want to put the blame on Patty Jenkins just yet, because we don't know we don't know we just don't know, and I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt, because I fucking loved the original Wonder Woman barring, you know, the final final showdown at the end, and I, I can't wait to see what she does with Star Wars, so I want to give her the benefit of the doubt but you know, when it comes to both of these Suicide Squad movies, you know you get to clearly see both sides of Warner Brothers. You get to see where the studio knows what they're doing when it comes to the Suicide Squad, where they're willing to to take a chance and and make a brave commitment to letting a creative do their thing. Like like all of Christopher Nolan's filmography up until now has been Warner Brothers. We've gotten Inception under Warner Brothers we've gotten the Dark Knight trilogy under Warner Brothers we've gotten Tenet and Interstellar and Memento and all of these other movies you know not to mention we've gotten the Harry Potter movies under them not to mention we've gotten you know I personally enjoy the Hobbit movies so I'm gonna say the Hobbit movies Warner Brothers has proven that they can make good movies and they know when to back certain creatives David Ayer deserves justice for what was done to him. And seeing this new version of the movie, seeing this new version of Suicide Squad, makes me think that even more. Because honestly, what I would love to see is if James Gunn and Ayer would come together to do the third Suicide Squad movie. Because you know in a handful of years, they're going to do another Suicide Squad movie. Hopefully with Will Smith coming back to the role of Deadshot, which I would love to see so honestly that's what I would love to see because I think with Air and Gunn working together they could come up with some a fucking incredible script because I can only imagine what Air's actual version of the movie looks like you know because I'm a huge Training Day fan I'm a huge fan of some of his other movies and works and so it just is one of those things where it's like it, it, it really makes me want to see moving forward when it comes to DC Warner Brothers, trust the people you bring onto your project. If you could trust James Wan with Aquaman you know and you could trust James Gunn with The Suicide Squad, then you could trust any other creative that you bring onto your projects. If you can't then don't bring them on. It's literally that simple. So that's all I wanted to say. I, I just, I had to voice my opinion on that. And hey, I only spilled one teeny tiny thing about the movie. So hopefully you've made it all the way through and don't feel like I've completely ruined the new movie for you. So, yay. See, I told you. I told you I wasn't going to if I didn't have to. Um, Seriously, go support this new movie. But also go support it because James Gunn is a wonderful human being who is also a fan of David Ayer and also wants justice for him and his film. And you know hopefully if we all band together as fans like we did for Zack snyder hopefully we can do the same thing for air and get his version of his movie as well it's a long shot it might not happen and if it does happen it might not happen for another five to ten years but hey if it happens then fuck yeah um so thanks for listening and i will see you guys in the next podcast peace out